gentlemen, broadcasting from an undisclosed location somewhere in the greater Boston area. Welcome to Bamboozle.Boston, the only New England podcast show that combines two of your favorite things, specifically drinking and music. Apparently, I'm already drinking. Into an unforbidden, forgettable, user-friendly experience. (laughs) Join us as we educate you on the chemistry, history, successes, and failures of some of our favorite alcoholic beverages with on-air sampling, live music, and special guest appearances. But wait, there's more! Hang on, because we're diving headfirst in the world of music and pop culture as it relates to the finer things about alcohol, its origins, proper way to consume, all rolled up into one very convenient podcast. Wicked. They say gin can damage your short-term memory. If that's the case, just imagine what gin can do. That's quick. That's that's a very quick. You know how much I love water? How much? I love water so much, but I love it especially when it's frozen in cubes and surrounded by gin. <laughs> Here to inform, to inspire, and to vibe are your hosts, Mike Grady, Sean Cochran. This is Bamboozle.Boston. Yeah, buddy. Minga, how you doing? <laughs> well, I seem to <laughs> be tripping over my words, which I rarely do. How's your COVIDs, Mike, huh? I got no COVIDs. I got tested two weeks ago. I'm clean as can be. Yeah, yeah. I know. And they're implementing masks again in the area for school students and teachers. And the science says it doesn't work. It's not necessary. I know. So how about this? Listen to this here. Go ahead. So uh, last week went to Market Basket, Market Basket. Yeah. Where you get more for your dollar. Yeah. And uh, eh, you'd say like the typical amount, 20, 25 percent of the people wearing masks, elderly people, young kids, totally understand that. So then I go to Whole Foods. Okay. Elvis is over there in Andover. Everybody. Oh, my God. Everyone was around. They're looking at me like, what is wrong with you? Why aren't you wearing a mask? I looked, one, woman, one woman looked at me and I thought she was going to like throw a cucumber at my head. And she steered clear to me like I had the freaking plague. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. So let's talk about what we're going to do here. Um, we could do a booze log, but this isn't directly related to our subject. No. But we, I think it'll still... Well, we can talk about what we're uh, enjoying right now. Yeah, let's do it. All right, you ready? Sure. On your mark, gets it. <laughs> Frontier. These are the voyages of Bamboozle.Boston. Today is August 26th, 2021. Join us to explore all types of alcoholic beverages, bringing history, combat perspective, and to boldly go where so many fine human beings have already gone before. Tonight's booze is gin, specifically Hendrick's gin. We would like to welcome everyone out there to... The booze log. The booze log. Very nice. Very nice. So tonight, uh, we're not going. We're not going to have a, um, a somber, you know, a podcast here. But we are going to talk <laughs> about uh, another uh, amazing uh, rock and roll icon. I guess that has just recently passed. The uh, the great Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones. That's uh, we're going to chat a little bit about Charlie and um, about. Uh, you know what uh, what he was to the stones uh, you know i can we can only guess i mean there's different things written here and there about um what the stones thought of charlie and, and they said that basically he was the engine and uh if they didn't have the engine they couldn't go anywhere it makes makes sense i mean i understand them saying that. i think that was actually that might have been keith richards that said that 
but um, yeah, sad. Eighty years old. I think it was um, throat cancer, and kind of he beat that a few years ago. I think it was '04. When I say a few years, it's amazing. But I, I, I don't know why he passed this time. But why? But uh, yeah, kind of sad, you know. And uh, the, the the stones were pretty much untouchable in my in my eyes, especially considering Keith Richards. And I came up there with the uh, the Ozzy Osbourne and the ability to dodge death uh, you know so a lot of them did but the, the one thing they can't dodge is unfortunately old age old age and I, I it does seem as of the past couple of years that an unusual amount of musicians are passing but it makes sense because so many of them are older the ones that we grew up with the ones that we looked to inspired us a lot of them do pass and i, I know that his passing has uh, i saw my facebook feed blow up mm-hmm. with a lot of uh Musicians I know that primarily play more in the rock genre and were, you know, affected by the fact that he died. The the thing is, he did live to a nice age of 80. 80? Well, you know, we don't know how much more he could have actually produced. I don't know if he was really actively playing. Was he actively playing? Well, they were still, they were still touring. I mean, was he still I, I touring think with he them? did the last tour. Okay, but, all right, so how long ago was that? Uh, God, I'm not even sure. Um, I, I, I I don't know. Pick one, pick one because they, they like Kiss. The, the the farewell tour of the farewells and so remember when they did the Steel Wheels tour. The key, yes. you know, the keyboard player from V Street. He called it the Steel Wheelchair Tour. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were they were aging then. So, but they were still putting out hits that were charting, right? Oh god, um, yeah. Oh you know, yeah. And uh, we know they were always hovering in the background of uh, growing up. You know, hearing their music, being very familiar with a lot of their songs. Not a group that I actually ever purchased an album for or listened to actively on my own. But one thing I think that they had, and that probably had a dot to do with uh, Charlie Watts drumming, is they had a really iconic sound. You knew immediately when it was the Rolling Stones. Immediately. Yes. And for someone who didn't follow them, I knew as soon as they played on the radio, um, especially if new material came out, you knew it was them. Yeah. Well, I mean, Mick, you can't mistake his voice. But even the music, Keith Richards has such a unique sound. Such a unique sound. Charlie Watts, the way he drummed, the way the rhythm section played, it had its own personality. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty sad. Uh, but he's got some interesting history here. Uh, Why don't you hit me with some of that history? Well, I mean, he's part of, of, of British blues history. You take anybody, you know, anybody from that era, of course, and I'm sure that they've crossed uh, paths with somebody at one point or another uh but he was involved with um um jack bruce he was in a band with jack bruce well that goes back some years that goes back a few years all right not only was in a, in a band with jack bruce okay he um when when the when he left to join the stones he brought he suggested ginger baker to oh. to play to take his place and we all know where that went <laughs> right that's awesome so i mean just part of the uh the whole uh, you know just the, the, the epic uh early years british uh it's pretty amazing you know so he was he was definitely part of that and let's see <clears throat> well they all knew each other didn't they all those musicians back then they did they did yeah and they they in in some very strange ways they intertwined themselves as well you know well my friend and i when we were in high school my friend bob hoffman who has passed he was a trombone player he turned me on to john mayall and mm-hmm. uh, jack bruce was 
bass player for John Mayo and the Blues Breakers. Yep. And then I know that um, Eric Clapton was kind of associated with them as well. Yeah, he 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 kind of stumbled in at one point or another. Yeah. And yeah. so it's interesting to find how they all just even involved even with the Beatles. They all all those musicians from the sixties and seventies were they knew each other. I kind of think could we say the same thing for modern day whoever plays on whatever, whatever kind of modern day music uh, are they because they all kind of cut their teeth in the same type sure. of era the same type of music <clears throat> i would say i mean this is i'm sure there are more than this but i would say the most recent one that i can think of and, and this is it can't be the most recent one because i mean i'm good, this goes back 30 years now is is like the seattle music scene with the sound gardens and the pearl jams stone temple pilots were they from yeah there? They, uh, i believe they were yeah, yeah i think so and um there were a couple other, like Queen's Reich. I mean, right. you know, there's another Seattle band, Heart. You know, that's Heart's a little prior to them, but um, you know, they were all intertwined. Mike Mangini, FaceTime video. Oh, we have a guest. Oh, hold on. I know you're gonna do this guy. Yeah. Let's see where is he. Michael, can you hear us? Uh, I can hear you perfectly, Sean. How you doing? Say hi to Mike. Mike, the other you Mike, know. the other Mike. Hey. What's up? <laughs> how are you, sir? <laughs> Good to see you. Thanks for calling oh, yeah. in. So, how's that for like a for for a last minute? Uh, <laughs> I, I I just sent a text out to the guys. I said, any of you drummers want to have a chat about uh, Charlie Watts? And the mic goes, you know what? Give me a couple of minutes. And that's this is this is fantastic. Nice surprise. Nice. Yeah, you know when 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 you're too busy, you have time for things. It's it's. Have you ever noticed that? Oh, that's really... Uh, I do notice that, yes. yes. Yeah. And <laughs> because you-, you just get in mode. You're like, yeah. And then you just get up, you do it, you figure it out, and you move on to the next thing. You don't think about it. Yeah. You don't give you t- you can give yourself time to dismiss something. You just do it. <laughs> that's the truth. And it's possible. Is- and uh, Mike, what are, you, what are you up to right now, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> just look at me. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting... Okay. So we're not doing a video thing, but this the audio is fantastic. So you're sitting at your kit. This is your what? Are, are you at your house? Is that your... Oh, you, oh you, you, you can't see me? No, I can, can, no me? I can see you. Mike and I can see you. But uh, the audience... But, but we're just doing an audio, uh, audio podcast today oh so. i turned on my special lights and everything but you know what but i did snap a photo we're, we're going to use this photo for the uh for, right. for the episode so which is great <laughs> oh i'm 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 on my uh, i'm on my alien kit because i have a big premiere coming up on saturday where um my youtube channel i, I look at i film that latest dream theater song at 110 percent speed <laughs> did you really yeah i did and uh, you know it's it's pretty close. It's pretty close to the album, and I'm, it's good enough. But I'm I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm on that kit now. I've been uh, shooting some video. I'm tired. I've got the giant kit behind me there, and the special lights on for you. But Charlie Watts, this isn't about yes. me. Yes, it's about Charlie. You know what? Go figure. Um, that I have never listened to a Rolling Stones song with him on it and thought all oh, that drum part didn't fit correct i agree i totally agree and and i think if you if, if you ask oh well, first off if you ask anybody in the stones they'll tell you exactly the same thing you just said of course and 99 percent of the other people will agree with you I, I i totally agree so yeah i mean why wouldn't i look up to that I yeah can't do of it. course i i, I I can't do it. I'm too much of a lunatic. He's, <laughs> he's, well, uh, I think the irony of the phone call here, which is wonderful. Thank you again for doing this. Is, yes, uh, thanks. Like, technically, 
te- I'm going to use the term so technically polar opposites you know between you and Charlie I mean I, could, I think it's safe to say that you know some it of the stuff sure. that most of the stuff you do but at the very root the very core of things you are the same thing that Charlie is because because you you're you're holding it together and you've always got the the backbone of the band and I know you're doing other several other things in 13 and 23 but <laughs> it's my job <laughs> but that's your job it's <laughs> my job that's, that's what I got hired for that's what I get paid to do I, I don't know it's like it's, it's 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 like if you're a mechanic mm-hmm. and uh, you know you work on whatever uh, I don't know whatever car you do and then all of a sudden there's uh, this this other model of car comes in that uh, not too many people you know learned how to manipulate uh well then you get a call for that and you end up doing that for you always get that call yeah even even though you're happy working on whatever car <laughs> if you like working on cars yeah you get my point no i, you know, I totally get your point sure this this there's something wrong right now what's you know that? what it is what's that I think I need a cold beer in my hand to be able to talk. Is, is that is, 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 isn't that the tone? I mean, you well, haven't won I'll show, Let me let me show you. I'm angle the phone. You can see what we got here. So this is a um, ah. this is a gin cocktail that I I oh. threw together. Mike, ah. Mike, smile. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do one more photo now that I have it in the long. This will be the one we use. Yeah. Oops. There it is. Perfect. Okay. Um, Give me a second. Yeah. Give me a second. Oh yeah. Go get. Go, go, go. I, I, I need. I need fourteen seconds. Go get your beer. I need fourteen seconds. 14 oh, seconds. I just knocked over my microphone stand. Count. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, I love because you're still connected Bluetooth. We can still chat. Bluey toothy. Bluey toothy. Um, so I pulled up some isolated tracks. You know, oh, you have a beer. What kind of beer do you have there? This is a um, uh, a limited edition Corona Premier. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I had it for a, a gathering uh, for an outside thing, so it's an it's an outside uh, summer beer. So you can have a couple and you know, can smash a couple back. Yeah. And, you know, and you know you don't get schmamified like an IPA. No, 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 no. no thank you. No, we don't. We don't need that. We don't need that. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, what do you think, Mike? So, my, so, so Charlie was like. I mean, he's definitely laid back, but he drove. <laughs> he drove everything, of course. And the fact, first yeah. off, the fact that he was there from day one is pretty amazing. And. You know, yeah. a couple of other facts. You know, Charlie. Charlie had this. He was married to the same woman since 1964. All right, mm-hmm. which is you know makes him uh, changes his uh, you know my outlook on him because he didn't get involved in all of the nonsense that sometimes comes down the pike there. Um, yeah. You know, he was involved with Ginger Baker and um, you know several other guys. So he'd been around the English block for you know back in the 60s. And, and Mike and I were just talking about that before you called and. Um, yeah, the simplicity, but yet at the same time, it's not super simple. I, I would like to hear it's your just, perspective. You know, <clears throat> none of that matters to me. I mean, he played what what backbone the tune, and you know, um, you, you, you have to think about this for a minute. I mean, believe it or not, I, I know from my end, as complicated as as things are uh, for me and what I'm supposed to do. I, I know at the end of the day, I always think about, well, if I'm with a bunch of people, 
musicians and, and I'm on a stage, uh, it's my responsibility to provide the grid for them to play their notes to. And I take it seriously. And for him, you know, that that's the whole thing. It's like they're playing music and his job was, look at this is where the time is for you guys to put in place what you got to place and do whatever. And he is a chilled out guy. He didn't want any, he didn't want to make anything more than uh, just just the basic. It's some. It's a demeanor thing. It's a calling thing. It's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't think any differently than that at the end of the day. I mean, well, I don't want people playing with me to not know where their beat is or where stuff is supposed to be. I, it's not what I want. Yeah, sure. I don't want to confuse him. He doesn't. He didn't want that. So I just he just played in a way that was conducive to, you know, um, you know, I, you know. Another thing too. I'll tell you what. Another thing is, he he came about in an era where, you know, you didn't have external time sources. Mm. You know what I mean? You 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 didn't you didn't even know. Basically, there's no way people had a metronome to help them correct. Even as a TikTok thing, you can't even hear it in a room when you're playing with drums. You have to watch it. Yeah. You know that was it wasn't fun. Um, so. It's essentially that job of just uh, 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 pounding the time, and you know, you start complicating things. You, that gets compromised. That's that's why that's why a lot of complex music um, makes people feel unwell. Yeah. And it's it's because when it comes across, it takes work. It takes a lot of work to to think about you it. Know, to think about it, to manage it, which is not a bad thing. I mean, because you can enjoy a lot more styles in the world. There's sure. nothing. There's nothing unmusical about that in any way. It's just a, the process. But anyway, you know, he was in an era where it's like, look at, you know, um, we're in a room, and I gotta like bang out transient sounds for these people to play their music on, and that was inherently what I think is behind just playing a straight beat like that. Sure. You know what I mean? That's the era, that's the time, that's the... And his demeanor, I mean, there's there's, there's nothing surrounding his, um, you know, his impact on people that he met other than the word classy, classy guy. Yep. You know, he was uh, reserved mm-hmm. is um, another word. Uh, well, our friend Bill... Billy Morgan just used that too to describe him reserved. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, do I envy that? <laughs> right, reserved, yeah. <laughs> well, you know me. Yeah, but you you you're de- you, you have an excellent me. demeanor. I mean, uh, you're you're a little spastic yeah. sometimes, but that's wonderful. That's why we love you. Uh, so. I run. I run. I like. I like to run run around a party. I like to try your your your, your blueberry. Beer. I like to make people laugh. I like. I like. I like I to that. grab the badminton racket. I want to hit things. You know, he. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's, he seemed like the guy that was in a chair laughing at people like me. Yeah. So it's like whatever. But you know, he wanted to grab the racket. Also, you know. I don't know. <laughs> you know. So yeah. No, so I think that should be on a, t- a t-shirt. I want to grab the badminton racket and hit things. That's a, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna start a merch thing now, Mike. That was awesome. And you know, you know what I love most? I never heard him being of of of. The, let's call him. Uh, let's say let's categorize him in the groove guy okay. category. Okay, can, sure. can we agree on that? Yeah. Yes. And the listeners can you know can we agree on this? He's in the groove guy category. Mm-hmm. You know something? He's one of the he's one of them 
that never said a bad word and never was bothered or took time to point out why someone else has too many drums or plays too many notes and blah, 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 bad you. There okay. are people in that category yeah. that just make a habit of doing that. It's right. just, sure. I look at it going, I was just like, what are you doing? Go get a blue. Go hang out with Sean and get a blueberry Wachusett beer. I mean, I mean, seriously, you you you've got to spend time pointing out why someone has too many notes or too many things to put. You really have mm-hmm. to. He never did. He's just like it. And he never did. He was just kind and just like sure. let people be people, and um, did what he did and did it well. And sure, you know. I think you lived right a little bit, I know. I mean, what do I know? Well, I mean, what I've read and what I've heard, of course, everything comes to the surface after a passing. Mm-hmm. And everybody has nothing but yeah. you know, great things to say about him. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> he just, oh, yeah. um, you know, I you put know. I put him in the in the same field as like the you know, the Steve Ferroni's, you know, just rock, just holding it down and, and, and all that sort of thing. Um, but... You can it's you can expand a little further with that and um, but he was well known for that and I think the fact that just the the the, the Stones were their core their original core for the most part um, you know him him being the original part of the original rhythm section you know when they swapped when they got the new bass player um, they the rest of the band left it up to Charlie to make the decision said all right here's all these guys you you decide who we're going to have for the next bass player and I, I i'd have to look his name up but um it was a guy you know and charlie was a huge um jazz guy he loved jazz and big band so right. he went fishing and he wanted a guy that <laughs> and you know this guy the the, uh, the credentials on the guy that they actually hired is you know, he had some pretty heavy oh, see, guys he played with. I didn't know about you didn't that. know that? No. Oh, he was a big band guy. Yeah, he oh, loved. I got it. That's yeah. I got it now. Now you piqued my interest. Okay, I have to check into that. Yeah, I would definitely check it out. Um, yeah, but why? You know, what, 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 just think about his era, though. Why wouldn't he? Because that was the music that you listened to. I did. I was born uh, in in '63, and so you know, his you know his era and, and all that good stuff. Well, I mean, even for me, mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of big band to listen to. So, you know, he was around before I was, and that's what there was. You know, that's, sure. I guess you just, you become that. You know, you you just start to listen to it. And if you're, you want to play the drums, you listen to whatever drums are available. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then that's, and that's what was available to listen to. And, uh, you know, it was some really, really amazing stuff. And I'm sure he was inspired by by the, a list of jazz greats so long I, it's like you know I, I if you ask me about great drummers i we'd be here for three weeks because right. i would list I'd, I'd just go down the list because there's everybody does a little something unique yep that's that's cool anyway so uh yeah i'm, I'm not surprised because that, that's what was available and uh whatever i mean it just but it goes to show you he didn't try to weave you know, he didn't try to weave that in to the Stones stuff. He just, uh, he did what he does. Sure. Well, you think about the core of the big band stuff. There was still, uh, there's still a heavy part to big band. You know, some of the big, big, you know, hits, you know, like the you know, the horn hits and you, you combine those. And that was very, very big, you know, and, and I think that maybe some of the Stones, that's what developed, oh, of course, big band, nothing with Charlie Watts, but it it evolved into that, having the big, 
the big sound and then of course the rock guys pursued it and then they they shrunk their orchestras down okay <laughs> you know and they had four pieces yeah, and five yeah. pieces and they tried to get the same effect and and it's essentially that's that's what these guys were doing you know um, well yeah but i <laughs> i i I'm, I'm i'm laughing because it's like <laughs> they just went i don't think so we're going to do this. I mean, you know, come on, like Mick, Mick is the bizarro. Right. <laughs> right. He most certainly is. Dean or, you know, when the shark bites. So we need, we need Dana to do his, 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 the, his Ethel Merman. The Ethel Merman would fit perfect. <laughs> and those teeth are pearly white. I mean, you know, Mick, Mick was like, I don't think so. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to twist this up quite a bit. Yeah. In a, in a you world, know, very well. whatever, you know, whatever. So, all right. So that, there it is. There was my take. Awesome. Um, awesome. And it's just, uh, yeah, you know, always a sad day. Yeah. A, a very sad day. But uh, like I said, at the top of the uh, podcast, we, we're going to celebrate his life in his music. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just like Dusty Hill from ZZ Top and, you know, unfortunately, the list is going to continue to grow. But um, just just carry on, listen yeah. to them all, and celebrate. Uh, you know who they were and and what they've done and what they've what they've helped everybody evolve to evolve too. You know, so yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's all there is to it. That's all you do. So there you go. Now, uh, ha- have a sip of that gin. Uh, I am. Had a sip. Well, I you know what, Mike? My glass is empty. All right, you know why? Because the oh, gin, no. my gin glass is holding up the phone so we can see you. Hold on, let me grab it. There we go. Oh, no, I, no, I, don't know about, I don't know about that planning. I know. Gonna, <laughs> I know. This, this is terrible. All right, I'm going to freehand. Let's uh, let's raise our glasses here. and Thanks. You get to nice. Oh, Corona, appreciate. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh-oh. All right. I don't know. It's, it's, it's what was there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what happened it, here. <laughs> it, was, it was it was within the fourteen second timeline to grab something, <laughs> and you made it. You made it with thirteen and a half. That's right. <laughs> so that's good. So what's what are you closing the night out with to, uh, now? Are you going to do some more practice or? Oh, like I've been going since I get up early. <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm on the uh, I'm on the computer by what I don't know seven thirty editing editing my solo album uh i i have to i have to uh get all the vocals imported mm-hmm. and uh work with that person so that's in the morning when mm-hmm. i don't want to be uh uh you know just gotta have coffee and eat and do things like that yeah. it's like that's the time to sit and type and i have some other things to do too uh and i'm also learning I have a big, 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 big job to learn the Dream Theater songs for the tour that may, you know, who knows what'll happen, but I have to learn them. Uh, Are you talking about the latest record or? Yeah, on songs for our tour. Yeah, okay. The upcoming tour, I mean, so, so yeah, so I'm doing things in order. It's a big call, but I'm also shooting videos. Uh, It's a heck of a lot of work because I do everything. Mm -hmm. I do absolutely everything uh, for those. And then I have help, you know, because I, 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 yeah, the whole social media thing, the management of it, the, any marketing, you know, people helping me with the, with all of those outlets. Uh, that's another thing. But I have to, I have to provide the meat. Yes, I got to provide the meat. So uh, yeah, it's very, very difficult. It's very difficult to do it. So it's uh, time consuming. How about that? Yep. So, so, so that's it. I just, I just need to put my face down. 
for a minute, and then I yeah, I have a I have a I have a meeting tonight, so I. I uh, I have to deal with that, and you know, whatever. It's just okay. So, you've, you, so you've, you, your itinerary is full. Yes. Yeah, and I yeah. like I gotta go. I gotta go and get myself some food and do that before I have this meeting. So that's why I text you what I did. I'm like, just just give me a few minutes. I'm just gonna do this now. And and I appreciate and, it. I don't know if I was gonna get you, is. Bill, or Dana, or you know, maybe Who knows? Craig would have jumped in and pretended. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There you go. All right, I'm out, Sean. Okay, Mike. Thank you. Take care. Say bye to Mike. Mike. Appreciate okay, it. Have fun. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> All right. So it was a nice surprise. That was a great surprise. Yep. Um, I'm trying to find. Uh, as well, be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play a little bit of some um, isolated stones for a second, and then we're gonna. You and, you went back on something about as far as backbeat is concerned in swing and i have something to play for you from a quincy jones produced frank sinatra album from 1964 and sunny Payne is absolutely just he has like almost a rock backbeat so i just want you to hear that oh i would love to hear that well that's that's what i'm thinking that's that's the evolution exactly what you were thinking that's what i was thinking because i mean charlie was you know if he's a big fan of all that i mean this is this is isolation here so did he play all those? Um, I, I, I can't, I, I can't t- into that. But I mean, this sounds like brushes, and there's definitely a bongo or two in there. It's bongos, congas, shaker, shaker in there. I don't know what year this was. Uh, I'm curious, you know, what the what the options were for multi-tracking. I mean, this is the '60s for shit show. So sympathy for the devil, right? Sympathy for the devil, yeah. yeah. I mean, listen to it though. Oh, sounds like a gyro too. Can you hear it? Yeah. Oh yeah. If you listen very closely, right? Listen, you can hear some bleed. It's either headphones over here, vocals. Yeah, there's vocals on the right right hand side. It's the kick drum bump. Great, right? It's so it's perfect. Hearing it isolated, yeah, it's pretty dope. And then you listen. I mean, what Mike said. I mean, this is the era where they did not have um, separate timekeeping devices no, to follow. No, nothing, you know, no clicks, no, just no nothing. That, just the old school metronome. I mean, if you if you threw a metronome against this, I'm sure it's it moves. You know, it has to move a little bit. No, you know. But is but it very funny classy. that they take digital drummers and they program human feel? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. It's true. It's funny. But listen, it's getting... That's cool. I love that. All right, so you have, an, you have another music uh, thing here? Let's so it, it really goes out. back to what you're saying to Mike about Backbeat. And this is a, an, um, an arrangement of Hello, Dolly. But th- this really, really shows... Um, the thump of a big band that people don't actually realize. So check this out. Yeah. Hello, a dolly. Well, hello. So it's rim shot. I mean, dolly. Dude, that is groovy. Nice to that is back where you groovy. Belong. But just get to the shout chorus. The drummer's going out of his mind. You're still glowing. You're still crowing. You're still going strong. We feel a room 
I love jazz guitar. You can hear the left, all the chords. One of your old favorite songs from way back when. Take her rap, fellas. Find her an Freddie Green. That's the guy. Guitar player. Oh, the guitar player, Freddie Green. Check this right here. That's exactly what I was talking I about. That's, that's, this is the first exactly. song I thought of. I mean, right? You hear that kick? It was a ba-doom. That was cool. He's wailing that snare. And so this is a lot more pronounced than, like, say, Miller yeah, and um, some of the other big bands that handle Love it. And you know how they mic this thing. All right, here's your microphone. Throw it on the floor and here you go. Hello, Sash. This is Francis Louis. It's so nice to see you back where Frank you Frank Sasha was so hip. So hip. You're back and then Quincy Jones, he was a kid when he did all the arrangements. Really? Really? You're still singing, oh you're still swinging, you're still so hold on, let me going see. strong. You get the room. Get the room. When you start in playing one of your great songs or songs from way back when. Boy, I wish they did more of this stuff. Quincy Jones was 31. Wow. Okay. Let's listen to the whole thing. Promise you won't go away. Promise you won't go away. Promise you won't go away. Then Count Basie. <laughs> I love it. good man it so was when you so made good. that when you talked about that i said wait a minute that's and it's the first song that popped into my head because i remember i was listening to this when i was in high school i don't even know how i came across my mom had it mm-hmm. so i'm like oh frank sinatra count basically i went up and i played it for like two solid months i couldn't get enough of this album sure and the arrangements like were and i didn't even know what arrangements were but the one thing i know how old were you you think i was like 14 15 okay is that where you got the bug you think oh that's exactly from that that and from chicago and a bunch of other stuff yeah it it was like i kept always focusing on that as bat 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 like right and it would be that's stuff that you don't hear in earlier big band and this i'm I'm gonna mix another one just carry on all right so and then it's this was a 64 so you think about the fact that one of the things about about rock and roll drumming is always the backbeat. It's the backbeat, and what goes on. And it's yeah. and, and it's something that Mike said. Uh, it was a groove, and it was simple. Right. But that's really all you needed because then he left space for all the other musicians well, the to drop their key. parts in. Yeah. And so and that I think that's, that's why it works so well for Charlie. I mean, you know, he's just one of many drummers that do the same thing. But he left so much room for everything else to happen. I mean, so that's just, that's just the you know. Mike Casey's the same way. I love my case. If he listens to this, I, which I'll, I'll, I'll have to text him and tell him to listen to this, he's the exact same way. He plays a lot, but he always leaves space. Yeah. There's always space in between to let other instruments play. And, you know, him and Jimmy Bass and Tomato, yep. and yep. Um, when Hunter was in the band, it was flawless. Yeah. But then again, I think about last night, we were playing up at Hampton Beach, and... Tommy, 
Tommy McQuinlan, same exact way. He always leaves space in between. Yeah. He doesn't overplay the drums. Sure. Sure. And it's so important. Because, and I don't mind somebody who overplays the drums, but it all depends on you know what you're, well, what kind of style you're doing. So there's a couple... There's a, I know, I do. Hold on, let me finish this. Hold on, he's this putting salt in it, man. Hold this on. is from Lee, Lee Richards. <laughs> is from it? Episode whatever. It, oh, yeah. And Lee said, put salt no. in your ginger. I you forgot. Put in? I put salt in, yeah. Because well, right. you did, right. so I figured that was the right thing to do. That isolated track stuff's great. Oh, I love isolated tracks. You can really bust. And you know what's cool about isolated tracks? Step into the uh, bamboozled bar area here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, isolated tracks are great because I remember when they first released the John Bonham, the John Bonham isolated tracks. Um, I downloaded them all, imported them into a into a DAW, and just started like writing to them, jamming to them. So it's basically you're you're playing. I mean, like this isolated track here. I mean, this is what. Give me shelter. You. Um, you can play with these guys. For our patients. Oops, that's an ad. We don't Sorry, no, ad. no, I'm waiting. Oh, that's I'm, you. Uh, yeah, I want to get past that. Sorry, I'll, I'll mute it. No, because it's isolated tracks. For so. community. Why can't I mute it? This is me. Don't mute it. You're already here. So, talk about bleed. I mean, just to give you an idea of what was going on with the... I mean, this would be a tough one to jam, jam, jam with. But so uh, we, so we, we do this. Give me shelter. We do. Mandy and Squawk kill it. It's one of my favorite songs Whoa, we do. I can see her smoking that. Oh, she's totally smoking it. Oh, listen to that. I mean, just listen to the, listen to the room ambiance. This is not. I mean, back in the day, they would find a room that sounded amazing to record drums in and then they'd throw the two mics at so it. they didn't they didn't uh, mic every single part of the drum I mean they, they might have on I mean it's really hard to say they probably there's, oh, there's probably four zero. yeah yes, there it is nice I love the bleed though because they're probably all in the same room which is awesome so um I have here, so this is what I did with my class. I isolated all of the tracks for Eleanor Rigby. Oh, really? And they, so I played the Oof, song. That and is a. Tr- <laughs> Let's see if we got what yeah, we got go going on here. It's right there. Eleanor Rigby isolated. You want? To, we got to put a careful. That's going to be really hot. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> We have no audio oh, wait, here. We don't have any audio on this, though. Um, no, you should be there. Dun, dun, dun. Well, it's not even working. Yeah, you're up. Do, do. We have testicle difficulties here. Is it show the t- timeline that, like it's working? Yeah, it's totally, but it's supposed to. It's very odd. Did you oh. unplug your wire? No. I don't know why you're still connected. Hmm. Uh, hold on. Oh, here we go. Isolated tracks. Let me try this one here. Let's try this one instead. Okay. That one's a little different. I, I, it's just as good, though. You know, what's funny is um, gin has nothing to do with Charlie Watts. I, I just, it was so hot out today, I just figured that we would have something refreshing. And I just remember the, um, 
to Lee Richards gin drink, and I, I was ready for that. And that's why we're here. So, so um, any luck with the isolation track over there? I'm trying to do that right now. <laughs> Doesn't seem to want to play. Um. Oh, here we go. Sorry. Are these the original tracks? Yes. Are you sure? Absolutely. I know them. Who's who is who is is this like the the London Philharmonic or something? I I don't know who George Martin used. I have no idea. I mean, it's. It's amazing. It's well, amazing. <laughs> that was just a quick preview of it. I I have wow. an actual. I have an. I I have to find. I have one where George Martin's actually talking in the background. Mm-hmm. Why all the parts play and why he did what he did. Ah, uh, I have to find that. So I, much good music back then, you know. Well, I think about something as simple as that. You know, they used a uh, like a quartet or maybe a quintet, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't do. There's <laughs> nothing like. And I know I, I I love digital music. There's nothing like live strings. It's wood. Mm-hmm. It's the strings. It, it it's all natural sounding. You cannot beat a full orchestra playing. You can't reproduce it. I don't care how many different things they have. They could trick the ear. Right. But there's nothing like that. It, you could just hear. You can hear the bow hitting the string. Yeah. You can you can hear the resin falling on the <laughs> <laughs> So it's just you know, and I'm not a purist. I'm very open minded, but mm-hmm. you know, when I turn on, um, you know, I, I I have to listen to Kiss 108 sometimes for the sake of Sally and the boys. Sure. So I I listen to it, and there's not a lot that's sonically um, authentic. It, well, not only son- sonically authentic, but garners my interest. Okay. It doesn't like there's you know there's a couple things out there that are fine that, but as far as I've had this conversation with a lot of people, um, and it goes back to when the Rolling Stones played, um, when we listen to something the Beatles, or even when we get up in the seventies and eighties, they lack something really important, which is called density. There's no denseness to the music. Mm-hmm. They're multi-layered. Because I have played pieces that are complex for mm-hmm. the kids at school. And they have said to me, quote, I don't understand it. There's too much going on. Oh, and oh, so you're talking about like a, a, a nice piece of music. Yes. Okay. And, they, and they'll just be like, we can't, we, they can't even figure, like their brains sure. can't figure out what's going on. But it, but and I'm like, focus on this. And some of them can, but most of mm-hmm. them go, it's, it's, there's too much. There's too many things. I don't know what to listen to. Okay. But at least, you know what? The, I love kids. Because they're honest. Yeah, well, they like, are. Mr. Grady, I, I don't, I, I can't understand what the- <laughs> <laughs> that's what they say. And I try to like, I'm like, okay, focus on this one thing. Just listen. So track isolation is great mm-hmm. because then he he talks about it and he starts bringing up, oh, this is the viola too did this. And, okay, and then it just starts. And next thing you know, he brings the vocals up and the whole song. And it's and, like, ooh. and the kids are like, whoa, right? they like their eyes got really big. Sure, sure. you know, they don't. It's it's just. Uh, it's fun. It, I, I I don't want to sound like a curmudgeon, like an old guy, but I definitely don't think music has got the, I guess, the density that it used to. Well, there's fake density. So they'll just dump, um, you know, the compressed... Give me an the, example. Oh, well, who do you think? Oh, like who? Uh, 
I, I don't, I'm not even sure. I mean, sonically dense. Let me let me rephrase that. Sonically dense. Mm-hmm. Okay, you'll have your, your your sonically dense stuff, like one riff. Oh, I don't. I know what you're talking. And about. there's no when I so when you say dense, maybe I should switch the word to depth. Yeah, musical depth. There's, okay, so you've got one part, and you've got something. Um, contradicting it and and counterpunctual uh, counterpunctual yeah yeah yeah. and then you know very selectively uh with the um the tonality complementing the other one right in a different you know that's that's so i think that's what you mean it's exactly that's my my version so your version is correct (laughs) so i'm not saying that you're that saying dense is incorrect but um but it's interesting because when you take a song like eleanor rigby Mm-hmm. You have the uh, harmonies going on, and then you have the string section. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's four or five different parts moving with the string section. Yes, and that's the thing. And to me, I'm like, that's like my my. It's like ear candy for yes. me. Yes. Well, my, Mike uh, was just talking about that. <clears throat> he was talking about complex music. Right. Some it stresses some people out. It does. Like. My but kid, my kids in class. Well, I mean, <laughs> I you know, and, and and at the same time, I think it's soothing as well. Some it's it's soothing to some people because because let's face it, what's the percentage of the human human brain that we use? What is it like twenty percent or something? Not even. Not even like you know, it's crazy. And I I believe I've always believed that the subconscious conscience um that motor is working. Yep. Oh, all the time. All the time. Yeah, so yeah, when yeah, you yeah. listen to music and, and and even visual art, you know, visual art is another is another great example of that. Um, we trying to do. Okay, keep oh. talking. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, it 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 it's exercising that um, that that. 164 megs of uh, terabytes of ram in the back of your brain you're not using <laughs> right how's right, that right. how's that you know so here's something though so i'll go and i'll play something like this for that okay okay so check this out all right oh great track and they'll immediately go i, I know this song yeah from like a wedding or, or from like a, t- a kid's show or a kid's show sure I mean this is public uh, this is public domain as far oh, as oh this is yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so this isn't necessarily instrumentally dead I mean they're, it, they're not only doing a bunch of parts but there's a lot of density within going mm-hmm. on and then they start breaking off and and so that Is that a fiddle? Vi- a fiddle. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and then it gets s'mores going on. Yeah. And I find that the younger kids are more open to this. If I play this for seven eighth graders. Why are you do, why are you playing this? Well, because they, they think it, they're at the uh, that's uncool stage. That's like super old dead folks uh, music. Super old dead white guys. <laughs> but kids, you know, you can anybody can appreciate that for what it is. I mean, oh right, it, and, I mean it's amazing. But I think that complexity. I think of a group that I always liked. That every time I heard something appealed to me it was yes. Um. No. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> but they their arrangements and their instrumentation was yes was great awesome yeah. but like elo did you like elo i loved elo elo was great um the first time i saw them on tv i'm like wait a minute they really are an orchestra <laughs> right <laughs> right look at all those guys and it, there's and but it was just our you know why notice has been getting a little bit more airplay on yacht rock radio mm. um was uh kansas really yeah a little bit more kansas is another great oh great, great so much going on oh yeah. that that there's another musician the uh the fiddle the fiddle player okay for kansas he just passed away yeah that's too bad it is too bad it brings back you know it makes you remember all the movies that they would come out with where the people that were on their way out would steal a new body you know what i mean like you transfer your brain matter into into a younger and you know and then you think about the the true blood with the vampires the people that live forever you know if you could live 10 lifetimes Wait, what would you be thinking right now? He'd be like, "I'm not going to be in some on some stupid podcast." That's for sure. Yeah, right. you, that was my first life. Those two dopes from behavioral. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, I, it's it's just too bad. And, uh, but it's just part of life, and it's you know, death is uh, another. It's a beautiful part of life because you have to. It's it's the yin and the yang. It's the one unknown. We think that we have it all figured out but mm-hmm. death is the absolute unknown by everyone no Correct. one knows no one there's no one that has an in on knowing about death because no one's ever come back to say by the way death is awesome are they gonna death is like the worst thing ever right <laughs> right yeah you just gotta keep everybody guessing <laughs> so it's it, it, it that's the one certainty sure. that all of us collectively share we have no idea what it's like yep hey when it happens it happens Unfortunately, our you know uh, Charlie Watts, he's um, the n- newest addition to uh, to God's band. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I, I, it's it's funny because people talk about that. I think about so if all the musicians are possibly together, wow, right? <laughs> you know what? All I have to when say. the day comes, I'll just I'll stroll up. I'll be like, all right, who wants to jam? Oh my gosh, 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 that would be so. That would be like being a you know. I was at um. The, at Berkeley, you know, I, that's where I went to college, and it was like that sometimes. Yeah, you'd be, you'd get done doing some, pro, you know, they had piano rooms to spare, so you always had to go to a piano room to work on stuff. So you'd be walking past, and you'd go past the, past the, the, uh, the practice rooms. Mm-hmm. And the practice rooms were all where all the bands got together. People would get together to do um, recitals, and just get together and jam. Some of the playing was like mind-bogglingly good mm-hmm. and some of it was absolutely horrendous just, just terrible <laughs> sure. so okay so we talked about density and complexity yep. real quick i want to throw this in there you should be able to but this is where you have multiple instruments doing stuff and this is the stuff that the kids can appreciate because they have a visual to go along with it I just got chills. Seriously, all the hairs on my arm are like at attention. Holy smokes. There is so much Ooh, going on. So much stuff here. John Williams, what an amazing. He's just so genius. Modern day so genius. genius. It's a dynamics, boy. 
that thing goes a little flat. Right? And the, uh, what are the chimes? No, that's a... Oh, it was bells. Bells, bells? With, the, okay. bells with the strings over on the left-hand side. Right timing. And then the next section goes into something entirely different, which I love, because the feel completely changes. Yes. Is that a timpani? The phone. That bullseye was probably a bass drum. A bass drum. Because okay. the way it sounded so soft. And, but it's, it has, a, it has a, a musical note. It's tuned. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what a friend of mine used to refer to as star music right here. If you were flying through space, this is the kind of music you would listen to. I would have to listen to this. Play this on my iPod. <laughs> Your iPod? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to make it winterize it for space travel. <laughs> It's it's amazing and terrifying at the same time. Because I, I I mean I couldn't think like this or arrange right. like this. I mean how did how did he do it? Do you think he did it like when you when you take like clear what's that what do you call that? When you have clear listen to that. I mean yeah, that that is just And that's unison. There's two or three, maybe four instruments playing that same melody. Well, the trumpet is screaming on here right now. Mm-hmm. The, the, they're high D, high E. Okay. Then they go back to the star music again. So listen to that. You can hear the oboes. It's... Right? <laughs> right? This is crazy. So... Complex music. Complex music, yes. I don't know. Um, I do know that from what I heard, a lot of times what uh, John Williams would do is some of the arrangements he would do, and I don't know if he arranged this or not, but he would give the major themes to an arranger. And then he would work with the guy who would figure out, okay, here we're going to do this, here we're going to do that. So what do you mean? Uh, wait, say, say that one more time. So there are themes. Uh, there are motifs in this particular song. Okay. So he would cre- he would come up with the motifs. Okay. And he would say, okay, so here I want to do this. And then he would get together with the ranger that would figure out what instruments did what with those. How would you, how do you get from here to here in this scene when you take like, mm-hmm. take something like that. And so he would work with someone who would then arrange all of that out and say, okay, well, the trumpets are going to do it here and do it here. And then we're going to have this, and we're going to have that. And So this, this always puzzled me when it came to soundtrack soundtracking i guess you could say so when you listen to the track these tracks individually i i i can envision different parts of the movie or movies um different things happening and everybody has their own theme their own melody which is just amazing on top of it all of course but um it's was he writing was did somebody draw up a timeline and then and handed it one the same exact timeline to the director Lucas, right? Mm-hmm. And the same timeline to John Williams and said, okay, um, this is your clock. 
I need you to write to this clock. And these are the, these are the, so I, I guess I'm getting back to what you were trying to tell me. I, I, cause I don't quite understand when you say the arranger, was it a guy or a group of people or a woman? I don't know that, that was saying, okay, at this point, uh, you know, Luke is Luke losing his um, lightsaber off a of cloud his city. <laughs> his virginity. Right, right. So what happens is you take a scene like through the asteroid field. Yeah. You take from the very beginning, flying through the asteroid field, going down, resting, dealing with the Minox, and then flying out of the mouth. Yeah. So all of that is... So what they do is they say, okay, so this scene is so many minutes long. Mm-hmm. Lucas decides, what does he want as far as the pulse? So he sets the beats per minute. He'll set here as they're talking... Okay. Maybe it speeds up. And what they do is when they conduct it, they have these lines that actually move across the, the, the cut of the movie mm-hmm. that is the pulse. And that helps. So he can... John Williams so is watching the movie. So, so they, 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 they filmed, edited the movie, and then, then wrote the tracks to it. Said it. Yeah, and then, they'll, then he'll say, okay, I have... You know, he's going to put this stuff here and this stuff mm-hmm. there. And, you know, they, I'm sure the themes that he came up with were before stuff was shot yeah of but course when you come to putting a scene like that together they are actually watching the film so as they're, they're recording to the it. film yeah and so that oh. and the thing is is john's john williams is conducting and it's like so, da, 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 da. and then like you get to a quiet section so, so he and every, i mean that's that's his job is to is to have the the the, the and he conducted all of that of course you know and so crazy the, and you know writing it and putting the you know what is it that how can you write powerful impactful music that doesn't distract you from the story but it augments the story that's the ultimate job of a movie <sighs> Um, a movie soundtrack writer it has to add it has to augment what's going on you don't want to go to a movie and say the music was really good well how was the movie that was all right (laughs) (laughs) been there done that been there right (laughs) sure but these you know it's so think about this Mm -hmm. you and i are relatively from the same era a little older than you um we both have the same reaction when we hear this when i played I did a. I, we studied John Williams with the sixth graders, and we did the whole scene from ET. Okay. And I they wait talk, a minute. Is this the scene with guns or without guns? I only know them with when they're chasing him. Uh, with <laughs> with as far as I'm sorry. concerned, with sorry. guns. Sorry, I'm just. So they they uh, they <laughs> and they and the guy who's narrating said that John Williams simply he created a master class mm-hmm. on how to write soundtracks, and from the beginning of the bike chase. Mm-hmm. all the way up to when they get to the ship mm-hmm. it absolutely is it's absolute perfection on how everything works and it if the, you take the music away it doesn't have the same effect but as soon as you add the visuals with the music the kids were like they were like glued Right. And, they, and I was telling them, so listen, all, listen to what happens and, as this and thing. And how it moves. And it heightens the experience. Sure. sure. And that's what you want. So, But you want it to a point where it heightens the experience, adds to the movie, <coughs> augments the movie, but doesn't so much distract you that you forget what's going on. Sure. And so I think that's a really uh, fine line to walk. Very tough. Tough 
line to walk. I, would I don't. Think. I don't. I, I mean, I think John Williams is one, like one in a million, mm-hmm. as far as coming along and being able to do that. There, like you could take Jerry Goldsmith. He's a great composer. Okay. The guy Hans Zimmer, I think. Hans Zimmer is another. Hans Zimmer's great, another great. another legendary composer. Sure. But honestly, none of them hold a candle to Williams. Um, yeah. So Williams is the. Um He's kind of like the Beethoven. He's the Beethoven. He's <laughs> he's he's the rush of the rock people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, 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 you can emulate, but you're not gonna. <laughs> you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna pull that. And one I mean, off. I think that all all those composers and they do. are good in their they, own yeah. right. And there sure. there are some stuff. There's I don't necessarily am completely buried to everything John Williams does, but it it, it evokes for me an emotion. It mm-hmm. evokes for me the instrumentation that they use, the arrangements that he does, the highs and the lows. They take a, you think about the frequencies, the tempo, mm-hmm. all of that matters. The how you stack the instruments. So here we have trumpets and trombones. Over here we have violas and violins, and okay, and then here we have the. I mean, in the back of that one section, all the oboes are doing is going da, 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 right da, da, in the background. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys are drums now, and that's Go. like really, really cool. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and the only other person I can think of that like gets me crazy like this is Zappa. Frank Zappa's arrangements are off. Frank the Zappa. Charts. I just realized I didn't put simple syrup in my drink. I did. This, you said Zappa, and my 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 <laughs> one of my terabytes in the way back said, "Hey, buddy, you forgot the simple syrup." So carry on. Yes, Frank Zappa is another. So what? his arrangements and the stuff that he does is so like. <laughs> I can't half the stuff I can't even figure out he does wow, awesome. uh, and so that's another person to kind of like I listen to some of that stuff and my brain fires up oh no, that's there's some random phone you call know, coming I, in my brain gets crazy when I hear stuff like that uh, oh, it gets crazy it gets activated it gets activated it gets happy you know, yeah. I can hear everything sure. that he does. It's another thing of dense music, a lot of different parts going against, going together and against each other simultaneously. And yeah. it's just, anyway, I could talk a long time, but this right here, I mm-hmm. think that it all ties back to um, the simplicity of Charlie Watts mm-hmm. allows the other musicians to tie in their more complex parts. He keeps that, as uh, Mike Mangini said, the, the groove. There you go. This is a terrible recording. The, the, the sample rate is awful. So let's just start me up. This is one oh, of the this newer. Is not a good. Yeah, I can hear it. It sounds weird. Right? It sounds like a drum machine. That's that's terrible. Boots, pants, boots, pants, boots, pants. Um. The, yeah. This is classic. There we go. This is classic. We shelter. But you need this. It's so good. The first time I ever heard a, a, a gyro, and back then I didn't know what it was, I'm like, that's like the coolest sounding instrument in the world. He's got a four-piece Gretsch. That's it? Yeah. I mean, it's all you need. So snare, two toms, and a bass. I no, mean, oh, wait. A snare, one tom, bass, and hi-hats? Yeah, yeah, well, a sna- a, oh, well, no, 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 two toms. Snare there's a floor, kick, a kick floor, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, okay, sorry. sure. So, all right. So, I'm gonna, um, you know, talk about complexity, talk about tickling the brain, and all those sort of things. So, Charlie's Charlie, yep. And he laid laid the the, the floor down for uh, the Stones, and, and everything was. I mean, it's fantastic. And 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 again, thanks, Mike, for 
for popping in. Yes, and thank that, you. That was great. And and when I say polar opposite, it's really not that. It's it's they they both have the same job. Right. They have the same goal, and they both did. Well, Charlie did the same the same same goal, of course. Um, you know, Mike has one or two more drums than Charlie did. Just a few more. Just a few. And uh, But Mike does not walk on anything. This is the beauty of, you know, Mike's brain understanding how the complexity of, um, you know, music is and the ability to understand um, the depth of the human brain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that because he did, it, he did it way back with Extreme and he worked with Steve I. <clears throat> he would play guitar solos on his drums as they t- play played guitar. This is always one thing that killed me about Mike, but it was never too much. It was, you said augmented, and you know, we talked about the soundtracks. Um, so you have the existing scene, which is, you know, one of these guitar players, like we'll take Steve I, for instance, um, and Mike would play along with him, or Nuno, you know, he's another, another right. fairly decent guitar player, right? Right. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, but he's, Mike got, would, he's got some chops. But Mike would <laughs> Mike would work with them and have fun with it and um, accent and augment it into a new depth. As far as I'm concerned, he was always very very good at that. And of course, with Dream Theater, he's um, he was carrying the big torch now, which is fantastic. He's doing a great job. And as you heard, he's doing. A solo album, right? Well, he's got a solo album, and I, I keep bugging him about it, and he's like, we can't talk about it. We can't talk about it. Okay, I, and I've heard it. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it's a lot of the stuff. I mean, I should say everything that he does is fantastic. But, um, you know, just uh, working with these guys. Mike's a great guy. and um, well, It was nice having him on here to get his perspective. Cause sure. If we're going to talk about a drummer, then we need a, a drummer on here to a talk drummer. about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm a trombone player. I'd, it's, I and I know what I know, but I, I I don't know that kind of stuff. But we cross the streams. We do. You're a big band guy too. Oh, I'm such. So a big and band then we guy. talk about Charlie Watts and his love of big band and and, and jazz. <gasps> so Ooh, before, oh, what do you got? You got <laughs> something? Mm-mm, oh yeah, yeah, I got something you got for something. you. Um, <clears throat> did you bring your dinner? Because this, this gin is crushing me. I don't even eat dinner <laughs> I yet. <laughs> I did not bring my dinner. I had um. Wait a minute. Wait. 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 This is something that goes. Boy, okay, I got something really good here. Okay, all right. Uh, ding, ding, okay. ding, 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 ding. You know what? I'm gonna load that into as a sample. What? The, the uh, Jeopardy. Oh, do 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 do. Yeah, yeah that's the one. <laughs> that's my perfect. My music. My tonal perfect ear. Pull that right out of. <laughs> it's from here. Hold on. I see where you're going with this. I can see your computer. It, is it? Come on, man. I know. Mm-hmm. Here we go. This is it. All right. Oh, hold on. Okay, there it is. Okay. Wait, is this live? What do you got? No. What do you got? No, 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 no. I don't want it live. Okay. Uh, Saturday. Okay, and that's what I was doing. All right, so hold on. Saturday. Uh, Saturday night. Do, 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 do. Sunday morning. Okay, there we go. This. Go for it. All right, what do you got? so. Ooh. But what you want to hear is his backbeat at the end. Who, um, who, so. It's Phil Collins. It's Phil Collins. Did, who arranged his horn parts? Uh, it was the Phoenix Horns. So oh, the, the guys horns. who hang out with Earth, Wind, and Fire. 
their Thorn and Fire's horn section. Okay. I don't know the guy who does the arrangements. Um, what year is this? Do you know? Did say? This is 1997, 98. Okay. Wait, check it out. Oh yeah! Oh, we've you've played this before oh, on the podcast. I, I mean, this is this is a great go-to example of. So anyway, same type of thing. It just like popped into my head again because when we talk about that type of thing, it, it, the genres you talk about crossing the streams. Genres yep. constantly cross each other. Sure, and especially now with the the ton of sampling that's done. Um, they have a way of hiding a lot of what was previously done, but they can take a sample and put it all together. And some of the groups make it sound really nice. But I think that um, when you do a lot of genre crossing, you've mm-hmm. got like kind of a Latin thing going on, and they go into a full out balls to the wall s- swing, you know, with a fat backbeat. Um, you know, you got the you have a lot of rock and roll that's got that same kind of feel, not the swing feel, but the backbeat feel. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have something simple, it's and that's the that's the thing that gets people noticing. That's the get why people start tapping their toes, snapping their fingers, clapping their hands is that kind of stuff. Sure. Anyway, blah blah blah. Ugh. No, I'm, I'm I'm with you. No, I'm just I'm yeah. This was that second one. Yeah, good. <laughs> it was good, right? The gin is funny, man. It is it's weird. like so refreshing, and we threw some fruit and a little sugar yeah. water, and yeah, this uh, is like almost like a beverage. It's right? almost like a beverage, <laughs> and then 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 you get halfway through it, and you go, "Whoa!" What hey, is so going on? speaking yes. of that, real yes. quick, yes, 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 um, before we go, fast okay. facts about Hendrix Gin that I didn't talk about. Okay. real quick, um, William and Grant, uh, William Grant and Sons Distillers in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ABV is forty seven percent. Okay. Um, as I said, the region primarily is European United Kingdom. It's contemporary. Here's the thing about gin is that they use botanicals. So they use everything from some of the stuff. I do not know what is angelica, caraway, chamomile, coriander, cubeb pepper, cucumber, okay. elderflower, sure. juniper, lemon, orange, orris root, rose, and yarrow. Um, Kendrick's gin is relatively new. Came out in 99. Um, okay. Gin wasn't very diverse. A lot of things weren't happening that back then. Um, and one of the things that Hendrix did was they put it, uh, it was the type of apoth- apothecary bottle. It's very old school. If yeah, you take a look it at is. it. Yeah. Um, Dark glass. They kind of set the stage for gin fashions and botanicals. They take it, they do copper basket, vapors, all of that. They let it sit for a while. Then at the very end, they add the rose and cucumber. And uh, some people think, oh, gin's just juniper, but it's so much more that goes on. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, tasting notes real quick, I think is good. Um, of, course, of course, you can tell juniper, but also it has rose, has a very floral, sweet orange, lime, elderflower. It's got a little bit of pine in it. Uh, the palate is very classic gin. You get all the angelica, juniper, all of the stuff that they put into it. And then as it finishes up, it's got a faint, taste of salty licorice and black pepper and that's just if you drink it as it is i can i can taste that stuff i think so it's pretty amazing um the things that they put into it and then where you can taste it on your tongue anyway that's hendrix we didn't get into it as much last time but wanted to make sure oh here we go uh we probably we have a we have a hendrix um podcast i we think do somewhere. earlier early in the in earlier in the our podcast all right history. everybody go find it ready go <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know where it is 
All right, G Money. Good night. I thought we had a. This is an ec- excellent um, an episode. You know, we're going to miss uh, Charlie Watts. Yes, very much. It's funny. He was uh, he was always this, the the subject of many jokes. And he really was because he was such a laid back player, so and, different from the rest of the clowns. But, I, but never in a, in a in a harmful way. I mean, no, he no. just just so rock steady. Literally, Ooh. he might have invented that I like rock that. steady. Rock He's the guy. Steady. So we're gonna miss Charlie Watts. But anyways, here we go, G. Thank you, sir. You should be a DJ, dude. I I would screw anything up. You kidding me? We'd like to thank our sponsor, the offices of Dr. Mark Messenger, and to you, all our Bamboozled.Boston podcast listeners all over the world. you got to tell your friends to seek us out at your favorite podcast platforms. Ask them to subscribe and give Bamboozled.Boston a five. Five, 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 five. That's like 25. Five-star rating. Also, visit our website, www.bamboozled.boston to connect with all our socials, email, and send us feedback. Say hi. Hey, if you're in another part of the world and you're listening to this at like 12 o'clock at night (laughs) and at 6 o'clock during the day here, hey, send us an email. Say, hey, how you doing? Um... Make sure that you talk to us about your favorite al- alcoholic beverages. If you think you've got a recipe that we could do on the show, then get back to us, okay? And we would like to say from all of us here at Boston, please safely keep your glasses bottoms up, and we'll see you next week. Oh, yeah, and thanks to Mike. For- thanks, Mike Bangini. For popping in. I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah, buddy. See you later. Bye-bye. Come on, son. Yeah, buddy.